your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 519 of Lockdown Canadians. I am your host. I am Scott Matla. I am flying solo for this one. I'm recording this episode right after I got home from work, and boy, there's a lot going on. But first, thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. And I guess we we got to just dive right into this is that the Montreal Canadiens uh, COVID issues are not going away like the team had hoped. Right now, today, they placed five more players in COVID protocol to join Tyler Toffoli, Lauren Tofane, Arturi Lekkinen, and Mike Hoffman. They added Jake Allen, Ben Sherratt, Chris Weidman, Jeff Petrie, and Joel Edmondson. Obviously, Edmondson hasn't even had a chance to play with the team and is now in protocol, whether it's close contact or something we don't know all we know is that uh most of the canadian starting defense is now in covid protocol their starting goaltender is uh carry price is still out he didn't even have a chance to go see his surgeon uh due to covid issues right now and in response the canadians recalled Corey schuneman and caden primo from the laval rocket they are up with the team and then they named forwards brandon baddock and cam hillis to the taxi squad plus Gianni Fairbrother and goaltender Michael McNiven, in addition to Belzeal, Rafael Harvey-Penard, and Lucas Vedemo, who were called up just before this pause happened last time. And my first question is, what are we even doing here right now? Because these are the current lines at practice. Druan Suzuki-Gallagher, fine. Paquette Pazetta-Vedemo, Belzeal evans Yalonen, Harvey-Penard, Palin-Caulfield, Byron Hillis-Baddock. And on defense, it's Alexander Romanov, David Savard, Brett Kulak, Kale Clegg, Corey Schooneman, Sammy Niku, Samuel Montembeau is the starting goaltender, and Michael McNiven is serving as the Caden uh, Primo is serving as the backup, and Michael McNiven behind them on the taxi squad. What are we even doing here? It's one. I'm not even going to get into the whole argument about what the lines should or should not look like right now because I don't. I don't have time to dig into what Dominic Ducharme's psyche is for this and why he's picked this the way that he has. All I can tell you is that Raphael Harvey-Penard, Ryan Paling, and Cole Caulfield should not be your fourth line. That should probably be your second line in this game. This is a lineup that has, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, Eleven. It has 11, 12 members of the Laval Rocket in this group right now. The Canadians are missing nine regular players. Almost all of their starting defense minus Alexander Romanov and David Savard. They are missing all of their regular goaltenders. What are we doing here? And they are this game with Tampa Bay is currently set to go. They are on en route to Tampa as of right now, and. I can't help but feel this is a bad idea because one, Tampa Bay is absolutely riddled with COVID as well right now. The the Lightning are missing both their goaltenders. They're recalling their AHL netminders as well. We're going to see an AHL game at the NHL level because the NHL wants to postpone as few games as possible. 
And I can't think of a worse place to send a team that is currently suffering an outbreak into the hotbed of the United States for this kind of thing into Florida right now. And I just look at this team and I go, this has, you know, a domino effect here because now the Lion or the Rocket don't have a lot of players there. So they are going to be recalling players from the Lions. And the Lions are now picking people out of a semi-pro league in Quebec right now to try and fill up their lineup. Luckily, the Rocket do not play again until January 5th. But my concern is if this outbreak continues to get worse, the Rocket aren't going to be able to get these players back because they might still be needed at the NHL level or they might catch COVID themselves and a team that is battling for a playoff spot and all due respect to the Canadians, you are not. Your AHL team has been doing a really good job lately. What are we doing? And it's it, it's a very weird thing to look at here. And I'm really hoping that, you know, this settles down quickly or that this outbreak kind of, you know, dies down a little bit. But I can't help but feel that right now the canadians are not being put in a in a situation and a lot of teams are not being put in a situation where they can you know kind of nip this in the bud and have this kind of slow down and die out here and i i can't help but feel that the games against tampa bay here this week it's not going to be pretty your most veteran canadians defenseman as and who's been on the team the longest is brett kulak david savard is your most veteran player on the team on defense there and it's it's not pretty. This is an AHL team playing at the NHL level, and it's going to be ugly. It's not going to be good. It is, I will say this, there is some good to come from this. I'm glad that we're going to get to see Corey Schoenman play his first NHL game. I'm glad we're going to get to see Raphael Harvey Pinard play. I'm happy to actually see that line. Pinard, Paling, Caulfield looks like a lot of fun, and I'm, I am just hoping and wishing here that this doesn't get any worse because – to be quite honest, it's uh, it's not looking pretty here. There is one guaranteed NHL line out of that two, if you count Paling and Caulfield, and there is maybe one NHL pairing, two, depending on how you rate Cal Clegg right now. I, I guess we'll keep our eyes peeled. I can't help but feel that they're going to try and force this game through, but if there's more positive tests tomorrow, they're not going to have much choice except to kind of shut this down right now. I really don't want to see anyone else get sick. I really do think the league needs, you know, a 10-day, two-week pause and just let all these cases stop and extend the season a little bit. And I know they're trying to avoid that because of money and whatnot, but for right now, it is what it is. And I guess we'll we'll keep an eye posted on this as well as um, in addition to anything else that happens. We're going to get news tomorrow that something's happened, I'm sure. Uh, as always, we will keep you posted here at Locked on Canadians. And speaking of which, it is past Christmas now comes the fun part where Jeff Gordon has to start his search for the GM. There are some rumors floating around. We're going to dive into those, and we're going to have your World Juniors update coming up next. But first, Bet Online has you covered going into the new year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the NFL playoffs are right around the corner. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite available sports. So don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing new offers. Bet online, where the game starts. We will get into the World Juniors update to pull the curtain back here a little bit. I am recording this before Chechia plays uh, against Germany. So I'm going to have your Jan Mishak update later on tonight when I record and piece this whole episode together. Earlier today, Oliver Kapanen was part of a Finland squad that won 7-1 over Austria. He recorded no points playing next to, uh, playing in the middle of Roni Hervinen. So the thing is now, it's not the best looking tournament for Kapanen, but Finland's squad is, it's always a, a weird thing a little bit, but we'll touch on that in the final segment. The biggest thing right now is originally... Jeff Gordon, when he had talked to the media, his goal was, I'm going to start my GM search after the Christmas holidays. That was, of course, before the entire NHL broke out into COVID. And now my question is, what does this, how does this impact what the Canadians are going to be doing now? Because this is not like Gordon can fly around, go meet these people in person, because the last thing they need is Gordon getting COVID or COVID spreading to another team through their front office right now. So I'm wondering how much of this is going to be done digitally as we speak or over, you know, God forbid, Zoom and whatnot. Uh, There were some rumors floating around from a former player agent that he would, um, that we should have an answer by the second week of January. And I feel like that's being very uh, hopeful given the current situation right now. And I'm interested to see what Gordon's approach is here. Uh, Laura and I have obviously talked a lot on the show how we want them to hire uh, a new voice in there, not just one of the 200 hockey men kind of thing. Um, Emil Castongi, and if I'm mispronouncing that, Laura will tell me, is one of the names that a lot of people have thrown around out there. And where there's smoke, there's fire. And to just kind of do a rundown on the list here, what we know is Martin Madden Jr. is probably in the running there. Matthew Darsh has been in there. Uh, like I said, Emil Castongi uh, and the uh, the player agent from Boston, whose name I am forgetting, and I am very sorry about that. It is a uh, they all kind of run together when you get to this point of talking about GM candidates. But I can't help but feel we are in for a couple of surprises here. I mean, Daniel Briere would not be a surprise either, but. I'm very curious to see what route they go. And if what Jeff Merrick has said is that they're looking for more female voices in the Canadians organization, not just as a GM, but just in general, there's a lot of qualified candidates out there. Someone like a Florence Schelling who uh, was GM of a team in Switzerland in the NLA. And that's not an easy league. Uh, The NLA is a great league. I'm just wondering now if this kind of puts a pause on how the Canadians do this. Obviously, Gordon came in with a plan and now he's having to alter that plan and alter it from there and then alter it again. And I do also wonder if there is a chance that, hey, with this kind of pause, if there is a pause that they reassess the coaching situation or if they're going to wait until they get a GM, there's a lot of question marks right now. And unfortunately, it's hard to find an answer when you don't know when your team's actually playing its next game. Like I said in the first segment, luckily for the Canadians, the Rocket are off until January 5th, so they have extra players to to utilize in these situations. But what does it mean for the actual Montreal Canadiens? There's a lot of injuries. There's nine players in protocol. That number is likely to grow here in the near future. What, what do you do now? 
it, it makes assessing your team so much harder. I Jeff Gordon, since he's taken over, still has not seen a fully healthy Canadian team. Dominique Ducharme this season has not seen a fully healthy Canadians team, and that's not his fault. It, it does make me wonder how they're going to analyze this or how it shifts the timeline here. Do they wait till everyone's healthy and then hire a GM? But you want to have a GM in place before the trade deadline, I would hope. And the way things are going right now, it really doesn't feel like there's going to be a chance for that, especially with some of these injuries. You have Josh Anderson, who's out eight weeks. Tyler Toffoli is out eight weeks. You have a bunch of guys who are day-to-day, week-to-week, or unknown, like a Carey Price and a Joel Edmondson. I don't envy, I didn't envy Jeff Gordon to begin with, and I certainly don't envy him now that this is not getting any easier for him. He's been, he's been handed a really tough task here. And I'm curious what our listeners think. Do we think this is going to be the kind of thing that, you know, slows down this search or is he going to go after it with a lot of phone calls and Zoom meetings and trying to figure out where they need to be? I, I guess we'll kind of wait and see. I'm expecting to hear some news once they land. Um, it's really hard to know just because the Canadians play things close to the chest. And I'm hoping that with Gordon, we get a little more transparency and that we'll get some answers here in the near future. Uh, we'll know, obviously, as soon as everyone else does. So I guess I'll have, uh, when Laura wakes up in the morning here, I'll have her put out on Twitter is that, who do we want to see? Who do we want to see in the GM role? Do you want to see someone new like Emile Castonghi? Do you want to see someone like Daniel Briere? Do you want to see someone who's established in the NHL like a Martin Madden Jr. or a Matthew Darsh who's on the way up? I know that I'm leaning heavily towards wanting to see someone like Darsh. I want a new voice. I want a new I want a new age voice inside the Canadians organization in that being stuck in the past hasn't worked out the way this team had hoped. And honestly, it's tiring. I want to see someone new. I want to hear a new voice. I want to see progress in that. And I don't think I'm alone in that. Uh, once we get information, we'll be able to discuss that a little bit more. Like I said, we don't know how COVID is going to impact all this. And once we know, you'll know. So uh, as always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day, folks. Coming up in our final segment, it is your World Juniors recap. We're going to talk Jan Mishak. We're going to talk Oliver Kapanen. We're going to talk Caden Gooley in a little bit more. And that's all coming up next. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our final segment in today's Locked On Canadians. And it is your daily World Junior Championship update. We had three prospects in action and two just played today, uh, Monday, when you were hearing this, and one play or two played on Sunday, uh, including Caden Gooley for Team Canada. And just doing a quick rundown of things right now. In last night's game, Canada won 6-3 over the Czech Republic after the Czech put together a very strong start. In that game, Jan Mishak had no points. Uh, Caden Gooley had no points as well, but he was an absolute force on the blue line right now. It was pretty incredible to watch him do what he does out there. He was absolutely menacing along the blue lines. He was laying those big hits that fans want to see and just played under control. He was aggressive in the best possible way. What is kind of disappointing is that we didn't see Meshach get on the board in that. It was a strong start for the Czechs, and then things kind of uh, unfortunately fell off a little bit for them afterwards. They gave up six, or not six straight, but they uh, coughed up their lead to Canada, which it happens. Canada is that kind of team there. Uh, and 
in the other games of uh, Sunday, we saw Oliver Kapanen in action against the Germans. He had one shot in 15 minutes, uh, almost 16 minutes of ice time. And then in a 7-1 blowout of Austria, he had 15 and a half minutes of ice time. No points, no shots. It's a slow start for him, but it is not the end of the world, thankfully. And in the other Monday night game, Jan Mieschak scored the Czech's lone goal as they were upset by the Germans and Alexander Blank, who had an incredible game. It was a really fun game between two very good goalies, Jan Bednash and uh, Fabian. Uh, wow, I'm going to get his name wrong here, and that's going to look really bad on my part. So I apologize for that. Uh, let's see here. Let me scroll down real quick. Fabian Bujel, who was incredible for the Germans. He made 39 saves, got the game to overtime, got the win. Um, it's good to see Meshach get on the board. I thought he played very well for a Czech team that's missing multiple defensemen, just has not played up to what they are capable of doing right now. And we'll see more from him. They are off for a couple more days. Uh, the Czechs will be back in action on the 29th against Finland. So we will see Meshach versus Kapanen in that game. And Canada versus Germany is also on the 29th. We'll see Caden Gooley in action there. And I know that Laura and I talked about this a little bit yesterday is that this is not going to be a Cole Caulfield, Ryan Paling, high scoring Habs prospect tournament right now. Their bigger prospects are a little bit older in college or miss the cutoff by a little bit. Someone like Jakob Dobish could have been a goalie for the Czechs with how he had played this year, but he's a little bit too old for this tournament. And I think it's worth noting that, hey, it's all right that we don't have as many prospects in this tournament as we might have wanted. But I look at how Gooley's playing and I look at how Meshack's playing. They're captaining their teams and they're leading out there on the ice. They can only carry so much. And obviously that uh, right now the the um, the checks are not quite where they need to be. And Team Canada is Team Canada. Like I could coach Team Canada and probably win at this point. That's how good they are. And just looking ahead to things, that Finland versus Czech Republic game on the 29th is going to be huge. The Czechs can't lose three straight games. There is no relegation this year. The IIHF announced that they will promote Belarus, but they will not eliminate anyone due to COVID this year because if you have an outbreak and your team can't play, you automatically forfeit a game. And I think that given the circumstances, that's probably the right call. Uh, someone mentioned maybe bringing up another team with Belarus to make it an even 12-team field because an 11-team field in this tournament really throws things out of whack. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, I also want to take a moment to talk about one of our forgotten prospects a little bit here. We do talk about prospects all the time, and I just mentioned him is Jakob Dobish. I was doing a little research last night to see who was and was not still eligible for this tournament or might have missed the cutoff, and I've learned that I've looked at it and Jakob Dobish is playing so extremely well for Ohio State right now in uh, the NCAA. He currently clocks in with a 12 and 5 record. He's got a 2.23 goals against and a 923 save percentage. And honestly, he's among some of the best goalies in the NCAA right now. And there's a lot of good goalies. Devin Levi is just miles ahead of everybody in this. He's got a 9.55 and a 1.33 goals against. The Sabres have a good one in there right now, but I'm looking at this, and Jakob Dobich is up there with established names. Dryden McKay, who is a senior. 
Um, someone like Drew DeRitter, Devin Levi, and he's over and he's outplaying guys like a David Hrennick, Eric Portillo, Blake Pietala, some actually established names in there. And it goes to show that the Canadians every now and then seem to find these, just they find these players, you know, kind of tucked away in the late rounds. And it's kind of shocking to see it happen so often because it keeps happening with goalies too. And I don't quite know how to, uh, how to process that they kind of did that with Caden Primo and yet here, here they are, you know, it, it's, it's really good to see that kind of thing. And then I'm looking also at Sean Farrell, someone who I had a lot of high hopes for second on the Harvard Crimson in scoring behind uh, Nicholas Abruzzi, who plays is a Toronto Maple Leafs prospect in 11 games. He has six goals, eight assists, and he's outpacing Matthew Coronado, his old line mate. He's outpacing some of these older guys on that team, John Farinacci, uh, Henry Thrune. Um, obviously, like I said, Abruzzi is a little bit older than he than Farrell is, so that's a really, truly impressive uh, showing from, from Sean Farrell there. And we'll do more prospects later this week. I'll have another prospect update for you after tomorrow's World Junior Games. Uh, in the meantime, folks, thank you so much for listening. You remember to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow Laura at The Active Stick, and you can follow myself at Scott Matla. Uh, thank you, as always, for making us your first listen today, every single day of the week. Please check out Lockdown Bets. They're killing it with their predictions. You want to win money betting on sports, and especially the NFL or college bowls. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling have you covered. We'll see you all next time.